This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, welcome back. Zazzle, Rams, and Amber. It is a Wednesday morning. Joining us now on the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Stores guest line, Truly Steps Beyond Convenience. You see Kurt Menefee every Sunday, Fox NFL Sunday. He joined us here. We'll talk some NFL, but Kurt, good morning, and we appreciate you joining us. And I, I, I'm, I'm reading a little bit about your book here, okay? His book is called Losing Isn't Everything, and it actually seems really interesting because, correct me if I'm wrong, but you went around and you spoke to players who were involved in, I guess, famous blunders, and, and you talked about how they dealt with those situations. So I had this correct? You got it correct. Not only you know, players and, and athletes, um, coaches who have been part of. I mean, we all have those moments that we remember as sports fans. You know, whether it's the '86 World Series or Christian Leitner hitting the shot over uh, Kentucky in the NCAA tournament, or Dan Jansen falling at the Olympics, or the, the, the New England Patriots, the David Tyree catch that ended their perfect or led to ending their perfect season in the Super Bowl. And you, we all know what happens to the winners. They go down the road, they go to the Super Bowl, uh, Disneyland, and, and they get the commercials and all that. But whatever happens to people that are on the losing end, not just in that moment, not just at that game, but for the rest of their lives. And for me, that was the interesting approach, is to find out how being known for being on the losing end of a famous moment affects someone mentally, their family, um, their future financially, all these things um, as they disappear from the public eye, as they fade into the woodwork. And so you know, I went back to people starting – back with the Baltimore Colts losing to the Jets in, in 1969. So the last really 50 years and looked at major sports moments and, and found people that were on the losing side and checked out how they were doing and how it impacted them. And, and it was an amazing, really psychological study because a lot of people that, 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 you know, have gone through uh, marriage issues. They've gone through drug rehab. Uh, you know, some have been fine with it, but it, it's changed their perspective on, on sports, on winning, on our culture, on the way fans treat them. Uh, and it was really interesting just to find out the different perspectives of the different people in each situation because I think there are lessons on how we all attempt to try and bounce back from adversity that are in there for all of us because these people fell on the biggest stage in the most public eye in ways that people will remember for years and decades to follow. And they can't just go, well, that was the worst moment of my life, therefore I don't have to be productive anymore. You know, the, the sun comes up the next day. they got to keep going. And so I think there are lessons for all of us in that because there's going to be adversity in all of our lives, whether it's at work or home or, or where have you. Kirk, it's kind of funny you mention that because my co-host loves to bring up bad memories from every single guest we have on, including myself. <laughs> he loves to bring on the national championship game against Ohio State back in 2003 of January. Yeah, go ahead. Add Romberg, uh, add Romberg to your book. You could ask him uh, how it felt when they lost. It'll be in the sequel. Yeah. Any, has anybody ever denied request for interview when yeah. you tried to reach out? Yeah, you know, I had, you know, I, what I did when I, I started the book, and this was a, a two-year process from start to finish. The first interview was Al Downing, who gave up the home run, uh, number 715, to Hank Aaron. Uh, and that was in December of 2014, and the book just came out a week ago today. So basically two years from start to finish. Um, and so what I did was I just compiled a list of the greatest sports moments that I could remember for the last 50 years, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Then, you, you know, go back and do a little bit of research. 
And I wanted to find out key people that were in those moments, not just a member of a losing team or somebody who was on the bench. Um, and so there were specific people that I wanted for each story. And I would say 75% of the people said yes. And then there was a, another list of people that said, uh, no, no, thank you. And I understood it. You know, my, my thing was, one, a, a couple did ask for money, um, and I was not going to pay anyone. And you laughed uh, at because them. Because I wanted this to be voluntary. What's that? And you laughed at them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but also others, you know, they just didn't want to go back there. Some people didn't want to open up the, 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 that chapter of their life anymore. And, you know, most of them were very nice and very kind and said, you know what, I, I just don't want to go there. And, and so, you know, you respect that and you move on. What about the ones that did go back there and sit with you? Did, did any claim to be over it, but you clearly saw that in that chair that they're definitely not? Yeah, you know, I, I think every person that is interviewed in the book, the initial interview at least, because we, we talked multiple times, um, but the initial interview was always done in person, with the exception of Jean Van Devel, the golfer who blew the British Open in 1999. Um, you know, had to leave going in the final hole, only needed a, a six for his par, um, and he would have won the British Open, shot a seven, lost in the playoff, monumental collapse. Everybody still calls it a Van Devel whenever they see a golfer blow up. But anyway, he's in Paris. And so I did not do that one in person, but I did have uh, the guy, Michael Arkush, who co-wrote the book with me, was there because his wife was in St. Petersburg, Russia, which is another story entirely. But anyway, that initially a lot of people uh, were open right away because I, I think they got it, the reason they agreed to it. They understood that this wasn't just a rehashing of what happened in that moment, that it was more of how can you learn from losing, uh, what can you get out of, of trying to bounce back, not necessarily learn from losing in that moment, but how you have to face adversity in their life. And so once they kind of bought into that, I think people were open right from the beginning. They obviously became more open. The more we talked, the more comfortable they became with me. Uh, and there were probably some that right off the bat were like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. And then as you dig deeper and deeper, then you find out, well, maybe they're not as good as, as they let on to be. We have Kurt Menefee here with us. Obviously, you see him every Sunday, Fox NFL Sunday. His book is really interesting. It's called Losing Isn't Everything. And I wonder, because this is something that we talked a lot about last week here, because we're Miami, and, you know, during the World Series, the Cubs, they overcome the whole curse and everything, and they win their first championship in a 1,000 years. Did you cover, did you try and reach out to anyone involved in the Bartman situation? Uh, the answer is yes. And he was one of those on the list, and I got... Um... I got very close. Let's just say it that way. Wow. Uh, it just didn't happen, you know. So, you know, and he was another guy that, you know, could not have been nicer. He being um, Bartman, right, Kurt? People, and, what's that? He being Bartman, right, Kurt? No, he, yeah, he being Bartman, but yes, through his representative. I did not speak directly to Steve Bartman. So, but um, he, we communicated back and forth, and he sent messages um, and explain why he didn't want to do it. And, you know, and I, he's another guy. I think he's got every right to stay out of the spotlight. But what about... You know, if he doesn't want to do it, I can't make anybody do it. Certainly that would have been a great one, but uh, yeah. he did not want to. What about the other end, the Moises Alou, the, the reaction, the drama? Yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things that I, I looked at, I thought about Alou, but it, it came down to, at a certain point also, once you start getting the people to say yes, then you go, okay, how many stories do I have? From baseball, how many do I have from basketball? How many from football? And then I had had a, I had, you know, a couple of baseball stories there uh, that I thought that I had the central character in, in that story in the narrative. And if I was just going to get someone peripherally involved with the Bartman situation, it didn't to me it didn't work unless I had Bartman. Yeah. He was the story. Yeah. Anyone you felt really bad 
for after sitting down with them and, and hearing their life story, how their life has just totally collapsed? Yeah, you know, I, I think I go back to the 86 World Series uh, because, you know, everybody looks at the Bill Buckley yeah. play just because it's been replayed 8 million times. Um, but that's because that one play has been replayed. That wasn't the story of, of what happened in 86. In 86, the Red Sox had the lead in the eighth inning of the clinching game, brought in Calvin Giraldi out of the bullpen. He blew a one-run lead, kept him in. He blew a two-run lead in the tenth inning, uh, which set everything in motion and the Buckner play happened. Game seven, so he takes the loss, Giraldi. Game seven, they have the 3-3 tie in the seventh inning. They bring Giraldi out of the bullpen. First batter, he gives up a home run to Ray Knight. So he loses game six and game seven. And so he, to me, became the central character, despite the fact everybody thinks it's Buckner. And he's a guy that happened in 1986. In 2013, 27 years later, his wife finally told him, essentially, that, look, we're getting a divorce if you don't go to therapy because you're not the same man that I married. You're not the same guy before this moment happened. And he admits that he put up walls to try and defend himself, only pitched the majors four more years, retired at 29. And that was how he handled it because mentally he couldn't get through it. And those walls carried over in the home. He said his, his marriage, he admits his marriage has never been the same, and he thinks his wife is a saint for putting up with him. He, he hasn't been involved in his kids' lives. And the, the big moment for him was that his father committed suicide, and not because of, of the 86 series. His father had cancer. But he said the way his father handled everything throughout his life was to put up walls and, and not deal with it. And he saw himself on that same path and eventually realized that unless he got help, he was going to go down that same road. So it's one of those things you look at and you're like, most of us don't blame Calvin Chiraldi for the Red Sox losing in 1986. But he does because he was part of a team. I think the big picture, the people that were involved in team sports had a harder time moving forward than those that were involved in individual sports because I think they felt the responsibility to other people, to the organization, to fans. And so here's a guy who's carried this burden for 30 years now that most of us don't even think is a burden, and that, that surprised me. We got Kurt Menefee here with us. The book sounds so interesting. It's called Losing Isn't Everything. Uh, before we let you go here, Kurt, what, what were the first couple? You said you put together a list off the top of your head uh, of the, the worst moments, uh, you know, sports history. What were, what were the top two or three that came to your mind? Uh, well, the Colts and Jets, uh, the 86 World Series. I go back to the Christian Leitner, uh, John Vandeveld. Um, I think one that I would have liked to have gotten uh, would have been uh, Grady Little. Yeah. Leaving the uh, Pedro in in the 2003 playoffs where they would have helped end the curse, you know, for the Red Sox uh, after all those years. And so those are the things that come on the list right away that you don't even have to think twice about it. You remember where you were and what was going on. You got so close to Bartman, Kurt. You got so close. <laughs> for the sequel. Maybe, maybe now that he sees the book and he understands it, you know, but he's turned everybody in the world down, so I can't imagine he's going to change his mind. But you never know. Great job, Kurt. Thanks. Good luck with the book. Thank you, guys. That's Kurt Menefee right there. The book, again, it is called Losing Isn't Everything. I did not expect that answer from him when I when asked, you know, Bartman and, you know, did you think of it? And it sounded like he thought he got close. Well, it looks like uh, old Roms is going to be joining Bartman in the second series. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.